welcome to the Basically Brown podcast, where we keep it basic and brown. We're your hosts. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Shakira. And we're back for yet another fun-filled week. Shakira, Shakira, how was your week? (laughs) (laughs) I promise, my week has been, like, it's just going so fast, like, hey, um, between travel and work and trying to keep my house clean and sleep eight hours and drink water and exercise, like, I don't know how people do it. Man, you know what? I, t- I said I was going to go start yoga next week. That's my plan to get healthy i've been doing it one step at a time like i've been making um i've been cutting out pork i'm still on the fence i have some in my freezer but i i'm still on the fence about it like i still eat bacon i'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) but i have been cutting it out more i've been making more smoothies um and like getting more fruit I'm um, just making my own food and eating healthy stuff. I ate some greens today. Oh my gosh, I just love greens. But like um, green greens, green greens, my like mama, the collard greens. Yeah, my mama oh. made them. She t- she called me and was like, she had made them, and I was like, yes, cause um, yeah, they was on point. But um, yeah, I mean, this week is just going by like, before you know it, like boom. The weekend's here and it just like and then boom it's may like that's just crazy to me we're almost in the middle of april i know it is crazy because you know you have all these plans i'm i'm talking about it feels like just yesterday i was making my new year's resolution list and yeah now it's april and i'm like ah we're gonna keep trying we're gonna keep trying that's how i feel that's what i tell myself to uh, you know, that's what I tell myself. You're right. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, I love greens, too. Um, I made greens for Thanksgiving this past year. And they turned out all right. It's just, I don't know, I don't, I don't make greens too often. It's usually like a mom thing. Yeah. So. I, I, I want to start making them more, but, yeah, it's. And I have my green, my mama greens. Like I can't make my greens like my mama greens. <laughs> yeah, and he tried so hard. Like, and everything that like when I call my mom and ask her for a recipe, it sounds so simple. Okay, you take this and this and this, but you know, like you just ain't got your mama hand. Yeah, <laughs> moms have the um the iron cast skillet hands where yeah. you know when you cook something in it and the seasoning left in there, so yep. that's what make it taste better. Those those are mom hands. Yeah, shout out to moms who have those hands. Right. <laughs> uh, how was uh, your week? Okay, look. <laughs> I'm serious. I cannot make this kind of crap up. Seriously. So, <laughs> so yesterday, I've, I've been trying to get better at taking my lunch, but most of the time it doesn't work. Um, yesterday, I really wanted a cheeseburger. Like, bad, bad. And it had got so late in the day that I knew if I ordered something, I'd miss my lunch. So, I was like, all right, I'm just going to pick one up from Hardee's. So I drove to Hardee's and they have a sign on the door that says the lobby is closed during lunch hours. You have to go through the drive-thru. Well, I'm not waiting in a Hardee's drive-thru line <laughs> because Hardee's takes forever to cook the food. So I said, well, I'll take my money elsewhere. So I went down to Sonic and, you know, they have okay burgers and everything. So I pressed the little button and it's lunchtime, so they're busy. Excuse me, whatever. I pressed the button and... The guy takes my order. I order two cheeseburgers, no pickle. All I wanted was ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, cheese, and onion on my burgers. And I wanted a small fry. He said, okay, it'll be out to you shortly. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting there chilling. And my car has been running for like 15 minutes. And I'm like a stickler. stickler. I feel like something bad's going to happen to your car if you leave it running for a long time. So I turn my car off. I'm like, it doesn't take 15 minutes to make two burgers and a fry. <laughs> so I hit the button again. 
guy gets back on the thing and he's like, um, when I, t- I said, hey, you know, I'm trying to pay for my order. I'm waiting on my order. I had two cheeseburgers and a fry. What was the name on the order? And I said, well, I didn't give you a name, but I had two cheeseburgers and a fry. He said, yeah, but what was the name on the order? I said, well, my name is Stephanie, but I didn't give you <laughs> my name to place the order. <laughs> and I had two cheeseburgers and a fry. So he says, okay, your order will be right out to you, ma'am, right out to you. I said, okay. So this woman walks out like not even, not even a minute and a half later. Here's your order. I said, is there ketchup in the bag? She said, no. I said, can I have some ketchup? She said, yeah, there's ketchup already in the bag. So something in my heart told me, open this bag and see what's in this bag. <laughs> I got wings and mozzarella sticks in the bag. <laughs> now, <laughs> the out, to her defense, the outside of the bag, the receipt had two cheeseburgers and a fry, but I didn't have two <laughs> cheeseburgers and a fry. So long story kind of short, I hit the button again. I explain the situation. The manager comes out and she's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know how that happened. And I'm explaining it to her. And she's like, well, what I'm going to do for you, I'm just going to take the whole thing off. We're going to avoid it. So your meal is on us today. You're damn skippy, Sally. You're damn skippy. It's going to be on you today. <laughs> so I go back to work and I open my burger. It's got lettuce and tomato and everything under the sun that I didn't want on the burger. But whatever. So I take everything off and I'm eating the burger. Now I do like tomatoes. So I go back at the end to try to eat my tomato. Mm-hmm. It's a whole hair on my tomato. <laughs> like. No. I was so sad. Like I couldn't catch a break. So um, after this incident, I'm not going to be eating fast food anymore unless it comes from Subway. <laughs> I feel you. I got to watch you. Yeah. I, I feel but- you. Yeah, that was my week. It, yeah. Don't yeah. eat fast food. Do you feel like, like, do you think as you get older, like, your stomach can't take foods like it used to? Like, I'm noticing mine can't. I I really think that, like, and it's crazy. Um, like, a, a stuff with, like, a lot of sugar. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's stuff with a lot of sugar. Um it's sometimes it's even like the hot the hot stuff like I'll eat a whole like bag of hot chips and I'm like oh my gosh I can feel that like yeah and I love jalapenos like I have a jar that I keep at work just for me to eat my jalapenos and I'm noticing it's not always a good thing to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can enjoy it now but you're gonna pay or oh, make the, okay. Yeah, like I've been I actually noticed like I haven't been going to get um for well I guess I've been changing a lot of stuff lately, but I usually go to get um McDonald's fries. Like I love fries, period, but I don't know, I just been straying away from them too. I don't what, know. You said fries? Yep, McDonald's. Oh no, McDonald's trash. Like I've had them. I used to love them. Recently. I did too, but ever since somebody at work told me that they dip, like they don't dip them. Half of their burgers are made from lard, and that's why you're not full for McDonald's after you eat McDonald's. It really hurt my heart. So I've been feeling like, oh, mm. crazy. It's just not the same. No, it's not, and it just trash, man. Make your own food. You're doing the right thing. I'm trying to get better. But I know after this, mm-mm, I, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <absolutely>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a jam-packed uh, show today, which I'm super excited to discuss. So, oh, wait. We're talking brown bosses. You got a brown boss? I got a brown boss. Okay. So, the brown boss I chose they are the Carters, and they started Above the Heart LLC. And I thought they... you meant JC and Beyonce. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of cheating here. <laughs> no, um, they are experienced, um, and certified marriage breakthrough coaches and motivational speakers. 
They do one-on-one coaching, um, couples coaching, group coaching, premarital coaching, um, all types of coaching. Um, You can find that information at www.abovetheheart.net. And um, just like we were saying, like it's good for or good for brown people to, you know, think about going to therapy, like think about going to therapy with someone because there are there are groups and as well. So you don't have to feel alone. I'm with that. And I um, like we've discussed getting into therapy. So. I don't know. I think it's good that our listeners can have outlets to feel, well, not outlets, but have people that they can talk to and feel like they're not alone. Right. And I love how um, mental health is really taking a push in the black community these days. I think it's pretty awesome. Right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Who's your brown boss? Um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Excuse me. Her name is Mignon Francois, and she is the founder of uh, and the CEO of the Cupcake Collection. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of just found this today, but she does some amazing work with cupcakes in not only Nashville, but also in New Orleans, Louisiana. And her her style and just her you guys are going to have to look at the website, but her creativity as far as cupcakes and um, the taste are different. She does strawberry and champagne. I love me some red velvet. She does that. Key lime pie, lemon berry, lemon meringue. You, you'll have to check out her website, but it looks pretty cool. And we do need a rival for Gigi's cupcakes. And she has a sweet potato cupcake. Hmm. I like sweet potato. Okay. <laughs> um, you have to check her out. It's the cupcakecollection.com. And she grabs graduated from Lipscomb in Nashville, but again, she does have businesses in both Nashville and New Orleans. So check her out. That's what's up. Word. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Um, moving right along here. So this week, for Brown Bag Talk, are we starting with Brown Bag Talk? Can we start with, yeah, we, we can, we can, can we? We can. Okay. Um, this week for Brown Bag Talk, okay, so I was scrolling through Facebook and saw a, um, a young lady who was on Mari, and she had really big, um, really big breasts that were like, I don't even know what size they were. And she also had really dark skin, but she didn't start out that way. And she, um, she's been taking these and having these injections done to make her skin darker. She got her boobs. She originally wanted to look like Pamela Anderson. And after that, she decided that I guess she just wanted to be brown, browner, um, so now she's claiming that she is a black woman and rocking a black girl's rock necklace across her. <laughs> so when I, uh, when I originally sent this to you, what did you think? The black, the black girl's rock thing was the first thing I saw. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and at first I thought it was going to be like kind of comical. Um, the things that really stood out to me is one how large her breasts were um dude that's I'm like the f- no friends I-, <laughs> I just don't understand okay okay that's one thing you started off as a white woman you now you have big breasts like Pamela well, you wanted them bigger than Pamela Anderson and now you're getting injections through your belly to make yourself brown. Yes. But when she, when we asked, like, why did you want to be brown? It was, oh, I want to be brown because, 
like I want I can go fit in it in Africa now and I I want to try their food because I heard it's really good <laughs> like I was so mad at that comment it that's offensive like what did you just say like and, and then I also think like it just makes us look bad because you you doing it under the face of someone else, not who you are. So if you went and killed five people or 50 people, whatever, you doing it as a brown face. Okay, yeah. I didn't even think about that. And that makes sense. That's true. Like... But- <laughs> She really would, and we'd be looking for a brown person. Yeah, and and in a couple months she goes back to her normal self. Well, I I think it for her it was more of a lifestyle because her husband it did it too. That's crazy to me, and it's like I want to be brown so I can fit in. What fit into what? Needs some help. Needs some help out of me. I like, I don't know. I, like I don't understand. <laughs> It was just. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. That just kind of makes me think about Rachel too. I I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I don't. Everybody knows Rachel. It it makes me think about her, but in a way, it's kind of different because Rachel, she was what was that? The NAACP. She was she was head of or. Some yeah yeah some big role like she was helping the community and although she was per- portraying someone else like at least she wasn't ignorant with it yeah I think the lady's comments about she <laughs> and it's I'm laughing because it's just like so ridiculous but her wanting to be brown so she can go to Africa and be around her friends and try their food. There are fair-skinned people in Africa. Like, and I feel like people fail to realize that. <laughs> um, I feel like people just want to be down sometimes because being brown is the cool thing. Being ethnic is the cool thing. And we're the culture now and all this stuff. So people just want to feel included and feel cool. But I don't know. um, With Rachel, I kind of felt a sense of flattery. And I kind of feel the same with this woman. Like you would go to these extreme lengths. You'd spend millions, not millions, but hundreds of thousands of dollars to go through treatments just to get what God gave me naturally. But then I also question, like, what's going on in your world and your self-esteem that you feel the need that you have to make yourself look ridiculous to to get here? And then also, where are your friends? Because I know for a fact you would have told me, nah, that's not where it's at. <laughs> I, I would have. Yeah. I, no I mean, lie. <laughs> No, I had a nice little conference, (laughs) but it's, it's sad that people feel that they have to go through these type of links. I mean, even what she said, I'm just do, I want to go to my, hang out with my friends and eat African food. You feel like you got to do all this to your body just to go eat some food in Africa. (laughs) But it's, it's true. And it, it's it's sad for her so um so in regards to that i guess we how how do you feel about people getting brown skin and not even just like her doing the shots and everything to get darker skin i'm talking about like tanning to make yourself darker bronzing the sprays all that stuff to be darker i mean Honestly, some people look very nice with their tans, but I mean, I guess to each his own because naturally in the sun we kind of tan, but but 
I don't know. I just think tanning, tan, going t- and trying to make yourself brown. Excuse me. Is You're fine. like kind of different. I feel that. I'm sorry. So we're saying that that so are we are we we can't be cool with I feel like we can't be cool with Rachel for doing it and then be mad at this woman for doing it. Uh you know? I'm not gonna say like I'm mad, I feel offended and I feel like it's kinda ignorant for the reasons <laughs> that 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 one lady did it versus why well, I don't know why Rachel did it. She she felt felt like she um she felt like she was basically a white woman trapped in a a, bl- a black woman trapped in a white woman's body. That's how she felt. And that's why she did what she did. I mean, which can we can we really get mad at that because think about and I don't mean to I I don't want no backlash or anything like that, but let's let's be real if we're going to be real. When people feel like they're not who they need to be on the inside, like men who are born men who are born men but think they should be women and then women vice versa and we accept that. So why can't we accept somebody transracial? We I can't accept someone being transracial because they have never been through the transracial struggle. Like mm. like from you to come from where you were and and then just say, you know what, I wanna be a brown person. Mm-hmm. Like you, you skipped all the hard stuff. So, do you feel like it's for clout? Like, I mean, I, just feel like- I mean, like, in a way, it can go both ways. Because, in a way, like, if someone were to put on a brown face and they're a a, a positive act in the community, people are looking up to them, and they're doing all this good like in a way it would kind of suck when that truth comes out but it's better than seeing them it's like a double negative it's like you not brown and you lying like yeah but then Rachel like Rachel had the, sh- I'm well. I don't even know she, what she struggled with, but with her fighting on the front line, she had the the struggle. So is that why we kind of? I mean, we really didn't give her a pass then. Uh, she didn't get a pass. I mean, I mean, she kind of didn't, but but for for someone to say, hey, why did you do what you did? And the first thing you say is, I wanted to try the food and fit in with my friends, like. That automatically just drops you 10 points right there. I felt the anger in that drop. <laughs> <laughs> I just smacked my little... <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> like, damn, I don't want to be dropped like that. Okay. But You said you was in the gym. <laughs> but, I mean... I mean... And, and from from her standpoint, like she traveling, she getting more cosmetic surgeries and going on about her life and lives in this lush life. Like Rachel wasn't doing that. She had a normal job, help, but she was helping us. I mean, it sucked that like it wasn't an actual brown person in that in that light. But it was also kind of cool that she was she was dedicated to us, not taking advantage of our culture. Right. I feel that. And speaking of this is off topic. 
Uh, speaking of taking advantage of our culture, have you saw where uh, Kim Kardashian is studying to be a lawyer? I did. And she's going to try to take the bar? I did. So, okay. So for a family that is known for quote-unquote culture appropriation, do you, like, what do you think about her becoming a lawyer and fighting the good fight and what she's done thus far? I really uh, am for it, like, I'm all for it. She's she's been to the White House plenty of times and helped a lot of different guys behind bars yeah. get get out. I mean, despite her past, like I do feel like people can grow from their past past and if this is what she's doing now, like and she's good at it and it's helping people like go for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not even... I was never even really mad at her past. Like, people do a lot more for I wasn't, a lot, yeah. you know, for free, you know? And she, uh, she was, got her family on, you know? Everybody's millionaires. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily mad at it. It's just more like, dang, why that way? Like, I mean... Yeah. I guess. No, I feel that, too, because it's like, oh, you know... Yeah, <laughs> but it's all right. Um, I'm for her doing that too. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I hope she does great things. And people keep. We can't. We gotta quit picking and choosing as as brown people what we're cool with because we want everybody to jump through our defense and help us and be this and be that. But when they do, you're not. You're never doing enough. Yeah, we're not appreciative of much. I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm cool with people getting brown skin if they want. If that's you know weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I uh, I just feel like I feel like people should just try to be comfortable in the skin that they're in. Like I um, I don't know, because I really love Hispanic culture, like a lot, a lot. It but. I'm not, well, Hispanics mostly are brown, but I don't know. It's just a weird feeling to see somebody like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm transracial. I I was white, but I, you know, I wanted to be down. And then when it's time to be not down, you switch up like uh, like Takashi 69 You know, he was all inward this, inward that. And, you know, I ride for my people and all this stuff. And now, yes, my name is Daniel. And he's <laughs> snitching on all these same people that it's, that he was cool with. It's also kind of like, I mean, I know being brown is like, what's up? And yeah, we had the some bad, like a lot of bad times. Well, we also had a lot of good times. But it's also like, you just had the winning ticket of white privilege and you just gave it up. Yeah. Pretty much. And he's, like I said, he's a Mexican guy, but still, yeah, he, you didn't have to do all this. Like, people were still rocking. I never listened to any of his music, but people were still rocking with his music and everything. And you just had to be Billy Badass. And now you're putting your family and yourself at risk because you're, turning on people who were behind you and a lot of the people that were behind him were brown people. His manager was brown and he just took a plea deal. Hmm. So it just, it makes me sad. If you're going to be, if you want to be brown, cool, get your little shots, but be brown all year round. If not, then stick to getting your tan in the summer. Yeah. And move along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of moving along, shall we move along? We shall. <laughs> okay. So, this uh, this week, we're discussing genera- generational curses and how to break them. Basically, mm, Basically, 
I had I had a I had a topic for I had a, a cool thing. Oh, I should start writing shit down. Stuff <laughs> down. Sorry. How about basically, your brown reality is not my brown reality. And I probably think of something else too. I don't know, but we're talking about generational curses that have been passed down throughout um, our families or throughout the brown community. We're going to discuss right here, right now. It's a lot of, it's a lot of things that, with the help of social media, I for one think we're trying to break. Uh, for example, you said you haven't, besides bacon, you haven't eaten pork, and pork is a staple in the brown community but the bible is also a staple in the brown community and I feel like we kind of we follow everything to a T except for that pork but we grew up eating pork I eat pork chops and well I don't anymore that much but pork chops and ham hock in my in my greens mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I know, well, I know I said I wanted to touch again on mental health in the brown community. And that's only because we're not taught to go to seek help when you need help. And I've been seeing a lot of, like, posts on Facebook about how brown children are higher than um, Caucasian children for killing themselves, suicides. Because of mental health issues. Why? Because if you're telling somebody that you need help and you're having thoughts in your head and you're not happy with yourself or whatever. Oh, well, you got a good job. Why are you sad? Oh, well, you know, you're pretty. They're just jealous. Oh, well, you you know, we just going to go to church on Sunday and pray. Talk to God. Sometimes I feel... God God talks to you to God talks through you not to you but sometimes you need somebody to talk to you sometimes you need to sit with a person and somebody to just listen and not judge indeed so i feel like one of the biggest things we can take away from this culture that we're in now and with social media and people being more expressive is to sit and talk to somebody and i I think that should start at a young age. What do you think? I think so. Um, I I think it teaches because while children are young, like they're not able to necessarily articulate what they're feeling or what they're thinking. And sometimes like another person um, can help develop that. I I don't want to say like ability or whatever, but like nurture them. Yeah, yeah well, well, not necessarily nurture them, but just you know help them um, bring out that like your emotional intelligence. Help them, help them um, with that because I think that that starts. Um, developing around like up until age seven or something like that or maybe it's 12 I don't really know don't quote me don't shoot me either um <laughs> man <laughs> see me in the streets please don't know me yeah but I mean I, I definitely think like it's big in the brown community for people to just to say like pray just pray about it like it'll get better just pray about it but faith without works is dead so we have just like God gives you a tree, He doesn't give you the chairs and the table, He gives you the tree. Like, so you you have to make it into the table. So you have to take your what's your knowledge and go be wise and say, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually make a move, take an action instead of just I'm just going to pray about it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're right because, you know, when you're saying, when you're telling somebody you have thoughts and hopes and dreams, 
And I feel like, especially in the Brown community, if, they, if not, your vision is meant for you, and it's hard when not everybody can see your vision, especially the people who are supposed to be rooting for you. And there's a lot of that in the Brown community. So, like, if you say, if you say, oh, well, you know, my biggest dream was to join join the carnival and be uh, an acrobat. And somebody around you can't see that. That you could be the best acrobat in the world if you're given the right push. But because you have somebody around you that can't see that, hey, you know, you know, maybe maybe they could be a good acrobat or whatever, the best acrobat in the world. They nah, no, nah, that's stupid or dumb. We one of the curses I want to break is the the red words you remember in school when you'd get like something bad on a test and they'd they'd write it in red mm-hmm. well red's bad so as I got older um they started putting stuff in green and purple because those are happy colors so I feel like some words are in the brown community especially are painted in red and they need to be painted in happier colors that probably made absolutely no sense and you okay. have an example like like what i said like um like what's the word that could be a a happier color um well instead of saying something silly maybe offering because oh. when you say something silly you make me feel like okay well maybe i'm i'm I got crazy you. for thinking this so maybe i should Maybe that, a, a nicer word, you know? Yeah, I definitely get you. I, I, I've been saying that a lot lately, like like um, when they're helping you with the homework or whatever, and you tell the kid, like, how can you not notice? Like, what's the, what's the answer? Or or uh, you fat or fatty or, you know, joking around with them. Like, you know, that's kind of hurtful, actually. Like, That's a fatty. That's a lot hurtful. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know how people like joke around and be like, "Oh, you little ugly," or, or, or they just come at you like you stupid. Like, how could you not know this? Like, yeah, and you know, laughter on the outside doesn't mean there's no pain on the inside. Yeah, a lot of times we laugh just to. Yeah, like I, I think like we could definitely rephrase it. Like, okay. How instead of saying like like you said like how can you not know this or or that's silly, you can say like um, like okay I I um so this is maybe this is something you'll want to remember or you know instead of saying how could you not know this maybe this is something you'll want to know or remember or something like that like at least bring it to my awareness from your on your end yeah and to piggyback off of that just if i don't know something and i'm a kid educate just yeah excuse me don't make me feel stupid just well you know the the way i remember it is this that and the third or okay let's walk through it together that's how you talk you don't yeah that and it starts at a young age i that's something I want to get away from as we continue to grow in the Brown community. This discussing mental health is going to be what takes us out of, um, what takes us out of a slave set mind. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it it's true because like the words you're being fed, they, and if they have an effect on you, they stick with you. So then the next time, yeah, sometimes you hear a lot of the rappers that be like, oh, my teacher said I would never make it. But sometimes you have kids that next time they try something, they be like, well, my teacher said I'm never going to make it. So I'm really not going to do it anyways. Like it, it, it just sticks with people. So make sure, I mean, you would want to make sure your words stick with people in a positive manner. And you know what? The, the rappers and, and people who say that, somebody was in their corner 
taken that away. Like yeah. no matter what was said, but you have to you have to have something there. You can't have yourself getting beat down at school and then coming home and told to pray about it and you can't talk about it. Right. Like you can't do that. Some it's gotta be some good space in there. Yeah. Speaking of good spaces, our crime in the brown communities. How do we how do we get rid of that? Because we're we were put in a position where we were put into these um these slums and the project areas. So when you don't have all you have to do, all you have is the mindset is to take from somebody who does. How do we go forward and stop that? Um I'm sorry, what was the question? Okay. So we're talking about um what crime in the brown communities. So we're put into these slums and these um these project areas where you don't have much, so your only option is that you see is to take from others and which is, that's what creates the crime in our um our brown areas. So how do we as the brown community leave that in the past and move forward as a generation? I think it takes a person. Um, Sometimes, you know, you'll do stuff just to try and fit in with people, but you know, in your heart, like your inner you, like, like this really ain't you. Why you doing this? It, It takes a person to stand on that instead of saying I want to fit in like stand on who who you really are and saying no I'm not going to keep this up and take from the next person I'm going to go out and build my own elsewhere yeah and I you know I can agree with that I was listening, I love The Breakfast Club, I was listening to The Breakfast Club, and they were saying, well, no, maybe it was, maybe it was brilliant, it was one podcast, anyway, they were saying how the way to stop, stop the crime in the brown communities is to make sure everybody eats. You good, I gotta check on you, because, you know, we're all the same. But my thing, and I, I agree with that to an extent, but it was like, well, if I'm busting my butt over here and you're just sitting here waiting for a handout, why should I have to feel like the whole community is, we should be doing it together. It shouldn't be on the, the back of one person. Like um, like when a celebrity buys somebody a car or something for doing something nice or just in general, just to be nice. Oh, well, you didn't get them the Mercedes. You driving in a Mercedes. What? Like, no. Why is... Why, I don't understand why we can't... I want to look out for my neighbor, and we should look out for our neighbors, but what is our neighbor doing? Are they looking out for the next neighbor, or are they waiting on me to come over and bring the groceries? Right. So, go ahead. I mean, I'm definitely all for, like, helping your community. Like, it it takes a village, you know, we all working together. But it also is the time it takes, the time in between that to getting to that point. Because, like you said, some people going to be, like, waiting on their neighbor to bring the food. So, and, and that's why I'm, like, at at this point, you kind of want to just build your own kind of outside that community, but also try and help as much as you can, like go back as much as you can. But it's just the the time in between of trying from where we are now to actually working together and not against each other. Yeah, but and that's the, the key, the, the work together part. Not me work and you wait around for me to make your life better. It's it's not fair because yeah. if not me, then who? You know, right? 
Yeah, we got to work on that in the brown community. <laughs> right. We really do. We do. <laughs> and it it's hard. I just don't. Like, we can do the, I don't know the answers. We can do the whole buy back gun thing and the peaceful protest, but everybody has to get on board for us to exactly. move forward. I, I read something that said if if one of us is for sale, none of us is free. Because just like, Ooh, just, like yeah, just like if you're going to sell yourself out, they going to try harder and harder because they know somebody else going to give in. That's really good. I like that. Yeah. So we, like you said, we all got to be on the same mission. Like, mm-hmm. one mind. I feel that. Because we were, we were talking about it with Gucci when they pulled that, uh, that little black face thing over your mouth. Yeah. But... I was told, you know, we weren't really buying Gucci anyway. So. <laughs> Can't afford it. <laughs> so it wasn't really for us. Right. Um, go ahead. Um, so how do, how do you think we break, um, like, what's a... How do you think we can heal? What are some other ways we can heal from the trauma and stop the generational curses? Um, I mean, in regards gonna, to sorry, no, go ahead. I mean, just in regards to crime, uh, it could be health, um, how relationships go. It could be jail cycles. Um, it could just be like. Um, having multiple children. Okay. Uh, with, one, we're going to have... With what? Oh, no. So, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, with what? With different baby daddies. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Well... Well, one, we're going to have to, we're going to have to look to our, um, our elders and learn from their, what they've done to be where they are and not just saying, okay, well, they're not where I want to be, but you, you learn from that because with every generation, you get better every generation is going to be better. So like, you know, your grandma's grandma to, to you, each generation got better, had more things going on and was able to do more. So you have to look from that because we learn from the past. So that's number one, talking to not only the children growing up underneath us, but to our peers more making the necessary changes like we've talked about in our diets in speaking to people professionals about mental health doing for ourselves yeah we talk bad about you know the government i think that's what we said it grabbing ourselves by the bootstraps and and picking us up ourselves up by the bootstraps and doing our own thing but it's really not that bad of idea to to pick yourself up and do your own thing even though we're the most struggling and we're, you know, we're getting better as time goes on, but even though we're down here, every, every Caucasian person isn't Bill Gates, but every black person isn't Beyonce. So everybody has their own something going on, but we can't worry about what they've got going on over here. Over there, we got to worry about what's going on in our household. And then don't be stingy with the knowledge. I can't tell you how many times I've been on Facebook and seen somebody say, hey, if you need a job, DM me. And then somebody will say, you know, they need a job in the comments. Oh, okay, well, send me a DM. Why? If, If you have an opportunity that can help somebody, are you picky with who you help? 
Do you have to put them down as you down as a reference? Why is why is everything so hidden and we do it to ourselves? And it's really sad. Indeed. Because if Walmart if Walmart was hiring right now, Walmart's hiring, you'd see it 10 million shares. <laughs> but if if you know a, a good gig and you can put somebody on, we are so quick to hide from our own people. And that's it's it's it we're gonna continue to be down if we don't lift each other up in a I guess in that kind of way because I guess we hold on I'm trying to think what I said what I'm trying to say I'm not saying to go out and hand anybody anything but if you have an opportunity and you can or you can lead as an example or you have some type of history like you if you know that if you know that high blood pressure comes from pork why would you continue to let me sit here and eat pork and you're saying no I don't eat pork I'm gonna eat this chicken sandwich and you, me, and you sitting across from the table from each other, and I'm eating a, I'm eating a double, double breaded pork chop. Right. You should, you should be the first person to say, "Hey, no, do this," and explain to me why we don't, we don't do that. Sorry, I just got a little hot right there. But we don't. <laughs> we don't. I mean, it's true. Um, the the baby daddy thing. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> no kid shoddy you know like um i mean it, it was just an example i mean but but it definitely takes just one step with with saying i i think you have to heal yourself and get over that hurt because you definitely pass pain and diseases and um, emotional patterns and how you think down to other people like um, okay I'm going to pick on you <laughs> for this example like last me yes I'm going to pick on you so last week um, you were you were talking about how the girl how the girl um, didn't tell you that there was no tissue in the bathroom. Yeah, and if I catch her ass again with that same gas, <laughs> we're gonna fight. <laughs> and I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she, I mean that shit though. But she didn't tell you. So, so when you walked out, you were <laughs> mad and you were like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you neither. So you go in there and figure it out yourself like that's how we pass those same those same generational curses like when we could have when we can take a decision and say okay I'm not gonna do you like the last person did me I'm not gonna break your heart like the last person did me or talk about you like whatever 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 the case may be is you personally saying okay I'm going to stop this where it stands. It stops with me. Like that was really real. I think it's That was really real. I think it definitely is just something you have to get over like if you're still mad about it, like yeah, you're probably going to lash out on the next person, but if you take the time to bring it in and and say okay, I don't I don't want this to happen to another person like I don't want my son to grow up without a father, so I'm not gonna go to jail. I don't. I don't want my to lose my wife, so I'm not gonna cheat on her. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just making those little decisions. But sometimes that's not always always about cheating. Sometimes I feel like people just I don't know. They just um, they just do without thinking. I mean, it was just an example, but I mean, like, I get it. Yeah, it, it's like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know. 
it's just you know watch watch what you do it's a it's plenty out there now that you don't you don't have to uh you know don't be silly <laughs> yeah i got you. i definitely got you uh a lot um yeah and that's something that is deemed as ghetto and to have multiple but it's not just us and we get we we get hooked on thinking that it's just our community that's doing these things and there's plenty of other races well not other races we're talking about just brown people but Caucasians have multiple um, baby mamas baby daddies too it's just not as talked about so we're the ghetto ones speaking of ghetto that term um it's described in at least my history book growing up as a slum area that was occupied by a minority group or groups. But in the brown community, it's a state of mind. Like, ooh, ooh, child, the ghetto is a running joke amongst most uh, bloggers and social media. So how do we break the curse of accepting and spending the, um, taking the offense of the word and correcting the disrespectful words like for example nigger is now a nigga and it's considered cool and we can say it well are you laughing at me no oh i thought you were laughing <laughs> no um, <laughs> but i mean we try to make we just want to be down and it's kind of like we're making fun of ourselves like it's our defense mechanism kind of like how you said if a teacher's calling a child fat and joking with them, it's funny because they're joking with them, but we're dying on the inside. Right. So can we, do you think we're at a point where we can take, you know, we took the the ER off and made it a GA. Can we take away the whole, the whole word? Are we, can we do that? I mean, I think we can like, like you said, we make jokes out of it now. And in a way, it's kind of like, yeah, we make jokes out of it. We got to laugh at our pain. But then it's kind of like the way that we're making the joke, like, ha, 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 peasants. Like, I don't know. I mean, way it's still rooted. What is rooted in, you can change it a little bit, but its roots was... ER and it's always gonna I feel in a way trigger a memory so yeah we can't get rid of it I mean like I said it has to be all all of us that gets on board like and and we're the only ones who are separated like that you don't see uh, Mexican people saying yo what am I wet back (laughs) Italians yo what am I gilly wop you don't hear that we're the only ones. Yo, what up, my nigga? Like, and it's it's considered cool. I used, I did not say that word growing up until I got around that word where it was cool. And then I start saying it a lot more. And, you know, why do we, I don't get why we accept that type of word and say it's okay we can call each other that and it's fine but I don't even hear Hispanic people calling each other well Mexican people calling each other wetbacks you tell me where you've been when you heard yo what up my wetback <laughs> what up my gilly what what's another racial slur uh cracker yeah you don't hear that I anyway. feel you and you dapping each other up. Yo, what up? What up, crack? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it does not happen. Yeah. We we definitely are the ones to take um, these terms and flip them as if they're, like, prizes. Like, like we've definitely flipped the bitch word. Like, at first it was something that was just so negative and and how could you ever say that? To, I'm guilty of saying that. To now is no, I'm I'm really against it. Now is oh look at my bitch. Like no, 
I'm not about to call my friends that. I'm not about to call my children that. My grandparents didn't call me that. They didn't grow up. My mom didn't call me that. She didn't grow up saying, it's my little bitch. Like, no. <laughs> no. No, this is this when when we originally it was originally rooted in something that was negative, and for us to flip it like that, we we do that and act like it's something cool. No, we the only ones who put hot sauce on it and make it our own. Everybody else goes out and gets their own stuff, and, and then get mad if somebody else say it. Oh God forbid! <laughs> but I'm I'm serious though. Like if I'm out somewhere and I. If somebody of color says it and um, somebody outside of color says it, I would have a problem with it. But if I heard it from somebody in color, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And I think that's just how we're programmed. Yeah. Yeah. We brown people, let's do let's just do better. Yeah. Say say the N word one less time this week. Yeah. Instead of the N word, say what's up, King? My, yeah. What's up, Queen? Yeah. You know? Whatever, call yeah. them by their name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a name, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! And let's continue to explore different. Uh, we didn't really have much time to talk about it, but let's let's explore careers outside of what's the norm for us. We don't have to be rappers and basketball players, lawyers or doctors, even though those are all great professions. Yes. What about brown pilots and? Yes. Well, let's not be ash. I don't want to be an astronaut. I'm like, I'm not gonna promote that. Uh I'm definitely for that. Like, you can break. Those are generational curses too. They're generational traps. Like, you feel like those are the ways out of the hood. No, those aren't mm-hmm. the only ways. Like, like you said, brown vets. Like, we would look at some. Like, what? Nigga, you play with you play with dogs all day. Like, yes, I play with That's dogs my- all day. <laughs> That is my niece's dream. Like, she's always wanted to, she loves animals. She's always wanted to be a vet. And I talked to her, I was texting her last week. I'm like, what have you been doing? She's like, oh, I'm just trying to find a job working with some animals. Like, <laughs> and I love it. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, do something different. Go to, like, be a dance teacher. I don't know um, if you like, if you like, I don't know. There's just so many other professions that brown people don't take advantage of because it's looked at as being weak, I guess. Maybe like you, you done with the streets or I don't know. No, it's just it's you're not going to make the money that, that you felt you need to be making outside of your norm. Mm-hmm. So and get you some friends that know how to braid hair because I didn't do that. <laughs> Yes, get a diverse group of friends. (laughs) 2,500 people on a campus. Four don't know how to do hair. That's fine. Oh, that is hilarious. No, it's here. I'm I'm touching my hair right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to do. I said I was going to do some Bantu knots and try my hardest because of our hair episode last week. So, yeah, I'm going to start taking care of my hair and do some different things. Because I'm tired of putting hair on my, water on my hair every day because mm-hmm. it's not making it grow. But then I'm sitting here thinking, getting mad, like, all these friends I got can't know how to play. Oh, my goodness. Man. I feel okay. your pain. <laughs> All right, so do you have any, we're, we're getting there. Do you have anything to close up a little bit? Um, I think I will say stay true to yourself no matter what color you are. Um, I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. Um, listen to yourself, whether you're acting out of your intuition or your fear, because sometimes that little voice in your head is telling you to do something wrong um so listen to yourself stay true to yourself um if you brown be brown you don't have to be brown to be down (laughs) 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 right um break those generational curses it starts with you it starts with changing the family um whether it's one thing that you wish that you had or that you wish that your parents had taught you or 
gave you or anything like those are breaking curses and just pass them along to other people if somebody made you mad make the next person smile if you can um it's just doing the little things the little work but yeah okay I feel that I just realized we missed two points that we wanted to hit on as you were talking but um since we're kind of we're we're not overtime because we're not overtime don't worry but um we're gonna post it and ask you all what you think and then hopefully it's something quick and simple we can discuss next week I just want to say I want to agree with what you said um you don't you don't have to be brown to kick it it's fine I I for one get kind of flattered when you want to be when you want to mimic what's natural but be be fine with being yourself and your color and if you can't handle the the if you can't handle what comes in the cookie jar if you can't make the cookies don't think you're going to eat the cookies when they're fresh out the oven. Okay. Stick to to what you're used to. And um, we have to look deep within ourselves as far as the Brown community and figure out what our own generational curses are that we can break and be the change we want to see in the world. In my Gandhi voice. Indeed. It starts with you. And you hurt my feelings because now I'm thinking about that girl in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been like, that's the perfect example. So, yeah, yeah. Now I feel bad. No, it's cool. Like, we all got to learn. <laughs> oh no, fuck her. I had, I had shit to do and nobody cared about me. <laughs> yeah, it, it was straight. I mean, <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> right. Oh. This has been another episode of the Basically Brown Podcast. As always, my name is Stephanie. And I'm Shakira. And we out. All right. Bye. Bye.